are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. As always, I want to thank you personally for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And as always, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, Five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. This is going to be a different week in terms of content. The Louisville football team has a bye coming off of the 34-33 heartbreaking loss to Virginia last Saturday. The Cardinals sitting at 3-3 on the season. On the docket today, we're going to focus on where the cars need to improve heading into the second half of the season. And with six games left in this season, the Cards need to win half to become bowl eligible. I'm going to tell you why it is going to be a tough road for Louisville in the second half of the season. But it's not impossible for the Cards to get to bowl eligibility. And finally, we're going to discuss Hassan Hall's breakout game and why that bodes well for the Louisville rushing attack moving forward. Before we get into that, like I mentioned, my name is Dalton Pence for those who are not aware of who I am. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. You can follow me on Twitter at Dpence underscore, and you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So the Louisville Cardinals dropping that game on Saturday to Virginia, 34-33. And through the first half of the season, it's had some very high highs and it's had some very low lows. Um, we've seen some good stuff from this Louisville football team, but we've also seen some things that are, you know, left more to be desired. And I want to spend this segment focusing on strictly those improvements. And I've got to be honest, a lot of them come defensively, but we'll touch on offense uh, just for a second. First of all, I'm not sure which Louisville media member sent out. It was either Mark Ennis or Mark Blankenbaker, one of the Marks. Uh, sent out a tweet uh, later on Monday that said that Louisville is averaging a good amount of yards per play. In fact, they are top five in the NCAA. So it's very clear that this offense has done a lot of good things throughout the course of the first half of the season. If you would have told me that after the first two games, um, I wouldn't necessarily have thought you were crazy, but it would have taken me a a little while to be convinced, but credit to Scott Satterfield for devising the game plan around his best player. And, you know, shout out to Malik Cunningham, who is having a phenomenal, you know, 2021. People wanted him to cut down on his turnovers. He has. They want him to come more comfortable in the pocket. And as a quarterback, he has. And he's, he, you know, he's definitely shut me up in a lot of ways. And he's playing extremely well, playing his best football week in, week out. Um, you know, overall, I think the rushing game has gotten it going the past two games, running for over 200 yards respectively against Wake and against Virginia. And the receiving core has has shown its strengths, and the offensive line continuing to play pretty solid as well. So ultimately, the offense is doing great things. I think I think when you talk improvements, you're talking minor tweaks, and for the Louisville football team. The biggest improvement that I'm looking for is improving on the little things and taking care of those, whether that be, you know, discipline in terms of penalties, whether that be, you know, Malik Cunningham making his throws, or just the offense, you know, capitalizing on, you know, things as simple as good field position. I um, mean, when you look back at the Virginia game, there were a couple of times where the cards, you know, set up shop inside the Cavalier territory and had to settle for a field goal. And I'm not saying, you know, that, that you know, teams had to score a touchdown on every single drive. But there were some drives that definitely left more to be desired. 
Um, another thing that I think needs to be done, I think the Louisville Cardinals need to get Tyler Harrell the ball more. When he touches the ball, great things happen. I know it's easier said than done throwing the deep route, but I think you know giving him some opportunities to make plays in wide receiver screens, I mean, he's one of, if not the fastest player in college football and if you allow him to be able to utilize that speed I think great things happen like I said a lot of these things for the offense is just nitpicking small things that I'm seeing that could help and you know I'm no coach by any means but just you know judging it based upon the eye test um, I will say you know consistency in the running game you know keeping you know the course of establishing the run is big time and the Cardinals have done that the past two weeks thankfully um, the last thing offensively that I think needs to be done is just trusting the offense. Um, there are certain situations to where I think, you know, Satterfield could, you know, allow, you know, just give Malik Cunningham the reins to make plays, you know, in that fourth quarter against Virginia there, there were times where I felt like, you know, third and short or even the fourth and five that Louisville ended up kicking the field to go to go by six, you know, put the ball in Malik Cunningham's hands more often than not. He made plays on Saturday and make Virginia react to it. Um, that, that, those are really the only, you know, small improvements that I have on offense. The defense is where things get a little tricky. And, um, you know, I've got to be honest, I am no coach. So I'm not going to sit here and preach like I know, you know, fully what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that I'm smarter than the Wolven coaching staff or any other coaching staff out there. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing and what the stats say. Right now, the three-man rush, the drop eight, is not working. Simply put, the cards are 121st in the nation out of 130 FBS teams, allowing just under 300 passing yards per game. Wake Forest tore the defense up. Virginia had almost 500 yards passing. I mean, the list goes on. I get it. The Cards have played three of, you know, respectively top 10 offenses in the country, Mississippi, Central Florida with the healthy Dylan Gabriel and Virginia in the first six games. So I'm not going to look past that. The Cards have had, you know, a tough go in terms of the opponents. But we've seen that when Louisville brings the rush, when they are able to, you know, get Yasir Abdullah out in space or send another rusher, good things happen. When they did that in the third quarter, when it looked like they made the adjustments, multiple sacks followed, they got two interceptions and three drives in that third quarter. There is no coincidence that Louisville had a 20-0 third quarter because the defense changed their looks, made Brennan Armstrong go through his reads just that much quicker. And that made the difference because when you forced him to speed up his reads and his progressions, what did he do? He turned the ball over. And what frustrated me the most was that it seemed like we went back to the game plan that we had in the first and second quarter when we did go up by 17. And I get the, I get the, you know, the technicality part and the theoretical sense of why you want to rush three and drop eight, you know, in theory you get, you know, eight defenders to guard four to five guys in space. And unfortunately, you know, it looks good on paper, but when you look at what teams have been able to do against that formation against Louisville, the Cardinals just have not succeeded. So what I'm looking for in this second half of the season is, okay, we saw that it did not work. What is Scott Satterfield, what is Brian Brown going to do to ultimately, you know, tweak this up and, you know, change how the defense, you know, comes out there? Do they bring more pressure, you know, off the edges? Do they get more guys in man-to-man coverage? I know you're trying to eliminate man-to-man coverage, and that that's kind of the point of the uh, rush three, drop eight. 
But um, I at this point, I'm willing to roll with that, you know, and take my chances with man-to-man coverage. You know, I, you have guys like Cottrell Clark on the outside, Greedy Vance and Chandler Jones in a lot of ways can hold their own. So um, ultimately, I'm okay with them going one-on-one. If they get burned, unfortunately, they get burned. But at the end of the day, it is very evident that this rush three drop eight is just not as successful as it is theoretically going to you know, look on paper. So I'm very interested to see how the defense is able to just switch the technicality part of it because there's a you know it's very evident that this is a very talented defense there's a lot of you know athletic guys on this defensive front that pose a lot of problems for opposing offenses but at the end of the day I think that this is a team that can get after the quarterback if you rush more than three and I think at the end of the day that can also be able to help you um, with the run as well and that's another aspect of the defense that needs to improve is just the overall rushing defense didn't necessarily have any trouble with Virginia considering they don't run the ball but you know moving forward you have Kentucky on the schedule you have NC State you have teams that traditionally run the ball you know Boston College so you know being disciplined at the line of scrimmage the line the you know the young linebackers that are replacing Monty Montgomery are going to have to step up and it's just an overall team effort so you know getting that rushing defense to improve a little bit and tighten things up to where you get teams in third and long situations more is is pretty big for you know your team improvement sake so let's take a look at the remaining six games and talk a little bit about bowl eligibility but first we're going to talk about our friends down at prize picks I talk about how you know college football fanatics need to know about this, and I'm going to keep preaching it because it's a great opportunity. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and it offers more college football props than anyone in the world and all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from touchdowns to yardage, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So basically, you pick up to two to five players and an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entry, so you can take the over on LeBron James. And combine that with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. Be sure to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com and use the promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, want to talk to you about our title sponsor of the episode, RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the pots on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So basically, you can save time and money. So why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? And not to mention, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Be sure to go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we're talking bowl eligibility 
for the Cardinals, just three wins away after the first six games. The Cards are 503-3 on the dot, uh, losers of their last two. I want to focus squarely on the final six games of the season and how tough it's going to be to get to bowl eligibility, but not impossible, and I'll tell you why. So I have to be honest, coming into the season when I was looking at the schedule and trying to predict where the wins and where the losses come, most of the wins came in the first six games of the year. I predicted wins against either Mississippi or Central Florida. I predicted a win against Eastern Kentucky, a win against Florida State, a win against Wake Forest, and a up in up in the air game against Virginia. When you look back at that, you know the Virginia game was one that the Cards needed to win when it comes to the upcoming schedule because you know let's call a spade a spade. This is a tough stretch for the Cards. Boston College is on the schedule first for the team. They are four and one. And when you look at their schedule, they're four and one. The only loss comes to at Clemson. That was a 19-13 loss. They beat Missouri. The other three teams that they played, not necessarily too great. Colgate, UMass, and Temple. What's really going to be a good test is watching them play this Saturday at home against ranked number 22 NC State. Which, speaking of the Wolfpack, the Cards will have to go on the road and play in Raleigh, which is the next game following the game against the Golden Eagles. NC State 4-1. They had the big victory against Clemson to give the Tigers their first loss. Their only loss on the season comes in a 14-point loss in in Starkville, Mississippi, against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. 24-10 the final score there. So two 4-1 opponents that there's you know likely a chance that the Cards will come in underdogs to. The remaining four on the schedule, you have Clemson, which I know they're down. This is If Louisville is going to beat them, this is probably going to be their best chance since probably 2015, um, in which um, they lost on the road. Then you have Syracuse and Duke, and i got to be honest, these were games at the very beginning of the season. I'm like, okay, the Cards are going to probably blow both of these teams out. Um, not really taking into account the possible growth that both teams could see. Syracuse is 3-3. Three and three. They've lost to Rutgers, and they've dropped their, dropped their last two. Lost at Florida State 33-30, and almost beat Wake at home 40-37, to that loss in overtime. So it's very evident that this is a, an Orange team that can compete. They play hard. They can score points. But at the end of the day, this is a team, more importantly, that's not going to get blown out by Louisville unless the Cards do you know, a lot of stuff right. Um, this is a game they are going to be on the road in Louisville to play. But you know, Dino Baber's squad is looking solid. And at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily feeling as comfortable about predicting this as a win as I was preseason, although I do think the Cards come out and win this one. Duke, on the other hand, it'll be a... Thursday night kickoff in Durham. The Blue Devils are 3-3 three and three, um, losses in their only ACC games to Georgia Tech. Got blown out at North Carolina. Lost to Charlotte to start the year. Beat North Carolina A&T, Northwestern, and Kansas. So I'm not necessarily sure that Duke is going to pose a bigger threat to the cards as Syracuse would. But any game in the conference on the road, especially on a Thursday night game, you just truly never know. So you have to... You know, really take care of business, and then finally the season finale against Kentucky, six and zero on the year. They're ranked eleventh. They'll play Georgia this week, where they'll likely lose. 
but this is a very, very solid Kentucky team. Defensively, they're great against the run. Um, you know, Pretty solid against the pass as well, but the run defense is the marquee. They're just so solid in the trenches, and that's something of a phenomenon that we've seen throughout the past, you know, however many X years that Mark Stoops has been there. And that's one of the things that really doomed Louisville in 2019 was not only was it a monsoon that made things muddy, but also Kentucky was superior in the trenches. And not to mention, you know, Liam Cohen has you know changed that offense up a little bit. Will Levis is gaining confidence week by week. Chris Rodriguez is a top 10 running back in the country. Wondell Robinson, one of the better playmakers in the country. And not to mention that great offensive line led by Dana Kennard, Dari Rosenthal, you know, so on and so forth. So this is going to be a very tough part of the schedule for Louisville. And it's 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 struggling for me to pick out where the wins are. I think Duke is going to be a win. And ultimately, I think Syracuse is going to be a win. So, um, you know, you're looking at, what, 5-3. and three. I think that, you know, Kentucky's going to be a loss. I think that Clemson's going to be a loss. So you're sitting at 5-5, five and five, Boston College, NC State, uh, one of those two games will have to be a toss-up, so it's not impossible. You have to handle business if you're Louisville. You have to beat Syracuse and Duke. Um, the good thing is Clemson is not as good as they are in years past. You do have them at home. So, you know, at the end of the day, this could be a possible game that you might be able to pull out. But, you know, the Tigers are still very talented. So, obviously the goal, you know, if you're – thinking that Louisville wins five out of these six. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I think it's a little bit misguided. Um, This is a very, very tough schedule. Kentucky is probably the best team left, which is crazy to think of when you think of, you know, Wildcats in recent memory, but they have had a very good start to the season. NC State is very solid, not to mention you are playing in Raleigh on that. Boston College and Clemson are going to be the games that I'm marking as sort of the gauges and um, things that I'm going to measure this, you know, overall season on because these are the toss-up games that you have to win. You know, Virginia didn't go your way. Wake Forest didn't go your way. You lost those two by a combined four points. Like I mentioned in the last segment, you have to do the little things right. You have to tune up the defense, especially in the passing game. If you're able to do that, I, I like the chances against Boston College. They haven't set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. Clemson has had their issues on offense. It's going to be a, a thing where Louisville will have to take it week by week. Each game has to be, you know, like, you know, Louisville's fighting backs against the wall. I'm very interested to see how the Louisville offense can grow throughout the season, but more importantly, how this Louisville defense can kind of mesh together. It's going to be tough to get to bowl eligibility, but not impossible because this team is very, very talented. Uh, speaking of somebody who's very talented that finally broke out onto the scene, Hassan Hall had a big day against Virginia. We're going to talk about that in a little more in terms of the rushing attack and how it bodes well for that. But first, I want to talk about some opportunities that you have in the sports betting world with Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are about halfway through their respective seasons. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. 
and bet online is where the game starts and this time i also want to talk about our friends down at sweatblock since the month that i've been using the product i am absolutely blown back of the success levels that i've seen dealing with perspiration has been a thing that i've somewhat struggled with since getting out of college especially you know in terms of going to sporting events and just you know having you know pit stains with sweat and stuff like that but Sweatblock has taken care of me tenfold. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use on average, and it has a dry shirt guarantee. So if it doesn't work for you and it doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. And get this, it is a bestseller on Amazon, featured on the Rachel Ray Show. Like I mentioned, past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, currently number one in the Amazon antiperspirant category, and it's manufactured right here in the United States. So I know what you're going to say, Dalton, it sounds too good to be true, kind of sounds cliche like you're you know, just trying to pitch a product, but I'm telling you right now, I've only had to use sweat block about once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the entire time, so I, I haven't pitted out. I don't pick my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better anymore. So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. All right, as I mentioned, Hassan Hall on Saturday had his best game of the 2021 season. He had been going through some injuries that were, you know, hindering him a little bit, had a shoulder injury, had a foot injury. On the ground, respectively, against Virginia, he exploded. Now, this was an opportunity to where, you know, I wanted Louisville to get the ground game going because I know that Virginia had struggled against it, and I think that, you know, ultimately it was going to open up the pass. What I was not aware of, however, was that it was Hassan Hall that got the cards going. In this game, he had 14 carries, 162 yards, one touchdown on the ground broke a 52 or 53 one of the two yard touchdowns for his first score of the season averaged 11.6 yards per carry overall the cards on the ground 233 yards combined it is their second straight 200 yard rushing attack so ultimately when you look at his stats from this season not much going for him only 28 carries 207 yards he had 223 last year 2019 is when he broke out, had 501. So truly, he's never been the feature back. Started out behind Javian Hawkins, and then whenever Hawkins left, it was Jalen Mitchell, and it's been Mitchell this season. What Hall does for this team, though, is he adds an element that is not found in any of the other guys that are playing. And you know, I'm not talking about Jawar Jordan because Jawar Jordan has this, but it's probably you know safe to say that we're not going to see him in a ton of you know opportunities this season it's more of a gear toward next year the Syracuse transfer that is um, but when you look at Jalen Mitchell Travion Cooley Maurice Berkeley even guys like Aiden Robbins like these are guys that are predominantly power backs shifty in their own respect but you know mostly between the tackle guys Hassan Hall gives you that speed option you know that change of pace type back the not necessarily the greatest receiver uh, but definitely a guy that can get to the outside and break big runs in a hurry uh, he like I mentioned he had that 52 yard touchdown he also had a big run on the second to last possession that ended in a level field goal which I thought ultimately was going to ice the game but regardless a great effort from Hassan Hall and I think that moving forward this is 
you know, adding another dimension to this rushing attack because not only do you have Malik Cunningham and what he's been able to do, you know, outside of this past game, he had two rushing touchdowns in each of the first five contests, which is incredible. Um, he had been doing a lot of stuff with his legs on the ground. Jalen Mitchell was, you know, in a, in a respective number. Um, he's still having, you know, a pretty decent season so far. Only had uh, eight carries for 26 yards against the Virginia Cavaliers. But overall, you know, throughout the season, he's got 85 carries, 352 yards, two touchdowns. So he has, you know, been steady. But at the end of the day, I think that it, the Louisville backfield needed a home run threat. And until Travion Cooley can, you know, fit into that role, I think Hassan Hall being back, getting the confidence behind him, you know, fully healthy now, not having any of those nagging injuries with the shoulder or with the foot, at the end of the day, this is able to provide Louisville a one-two punch. If this is a team that's going to you know, consistently rely on the run like they have done in years past, which is Satterfield's MO on offense, you know, having a change of pace back that can, you, know, you can plug in in second-and-long situations or anything like that, it opens up a world of possibilities for what Louisville can do you know, not only on the ground, but it opens up the passing game as well. I mentioned this term synergy, that everything works together in the offense. The run opens up the pass. You know, with a dominant run game, or even a respectable run game, I should say, that teams have to you know, be forced to respect. You now not only have, you know, guys that can run in between the tackle that are, you know, guys that are stronger and more so built on power and stuff like that, but now you have a player who you can bounce to the outside and go into outside zone and uh, be able to pull off to the left side or to the right and try to, you know, turn the corner. I just think it opens up a ton of possibilities, especially with Malik Cunningham and run pass option situations. And it just gives the cards just another playmaker that they can put back there. And at the end of the day, you know, at the very least, what it's going to do is it's going to, you know, keep defenses honest in their, you know, preparation for the game, in their game planning to, you know, you have another running back that you have to game plan for. It just keeps defenses on their toes. You know, you can never have too many weapons in an offense. And for a Louisville offense that has really caught stride, I think that that's been one of the things that's missing is a speed back that can, you know, churn out, you know, a big chunk of yards here and there. And now that they have one back in the fold, and, you know, not only that, but Hassan Hall coming off of a big confidence-boosting, solid performance to where he racked up over 150 yards, found the end zone for the first time all season. You know, I knew that he had been, you know, dealing with some stuff last season, you know, due to injuries and all that, and dealing with injuries more so this year. And, um, you know, this is going to be, Interesting moving forward for the Louisville offense of how Satterfield is going to divvy up the responsibilities between Mitchell, Hall, and Cooley. I ultimately think that Mitchell is going to continue to be the feature back, but as Satterfield and company has shown, it's going to be based upon matchups. And Hassan Hall, you know, is the hot hand, and um, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see him and Mitchell split honest carries against Boston College, where Hall might, you know, be given the nod in terms of starting because he's a starting caliber player in the ACC. So the rushing attack, you know, endless possibilities now. That's one of the things that was great about having all these guys. Iron sharpens iron, 
And now you have you know veteran presence in that backfield in Hassan Hall, who's healthy, coming off a big performance. That's a great thing for the Cards. So ultimately, we talked about improvements that need to be made for the Louisville program in the second half of the season. We dove into the second half just a little bit more and focused on the remaining six games and why it's going to be tough for Louisville to be bowl eligible, but not impossible. And obviously, we discussed Hassan Hall's importance to the running back committee after that big performance. Tomorrow, it will be a Wallman Wednesday. Cardinal Sports on co-founder Jeremy Wallman will join the set. We'll talk Louisville football, the state of the program, all that good stuff. I want to give a couple quick shout-outs before we get out of here. The first being to the Cardinal Sports on podcast that just got published yesterday. You can go check that out at cardinalsportszone.com. Some great talk about the Virginia recap and the program moving forward. Also want to give a shout-out to the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. There's no better way to get all of your conference news and get a better grasp on you know Louisville's opponents in the future than by checking that podcast out. You can find that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And as always, I want to yet again thank you all for making Locked on Louisville your first listen of the day. It is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. That's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.